up? What's up? We're doing it. We're doing the damn thing. We're doing it. Hey, I I did get some positive feedback. I was um, playing our last about this positive feedback about this this show that we do. Yeah, I was getting. That uh, seems odd. I was playing my uh, our last game of hockey probably forever because the new restrictions put out by the Alberta government and uh, one of the guys on the hockey team was like. Hey, I want to come on your podcast. I said, yeah, okay, cool. And I started like going over stuff. Like I was a really good interviewer. And then, uh, one of the other guys on the hockey team said, you know, like you're, you're getting a little better. So that's (laughs) something. I said, Hey, that's, that's really good feedback. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. So shout out, uh, shout out some oats. That was, uh, that was his comment. We're not that bad. (laughs) Yeah. First of all, huge. I'll take it. Not that bad. Um, that's basically uh, a bar that I set for myself in every aspect of my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, this is a real revelation for me because we don't have a lot of listeners, and I've just learned that two of them are hockey players. And that means like a significant, significant percentage of our um, audience is jocks. And I just don't know that I have that sort of appeal. I'd say it's over 10%. Yeah. That's over dangerous. 10% for is jocks. And my, which I'll say this, like his, his feedback was way better than my dad's. He saw me on the anchor page and he was like, oh, you're doing Tiger Rolls. You're still doing that? Huh? And I was like, oh. fuck. <laughs> your dad was very supportive though. Uh, yeah. He clearly, I don't think he understood. I was making a Facebook, I was making a joke and, and then he gave me a very real and sincere answer that really warmed my heart. So uh, maybe, I was, he should have known I was just being a dumb ding dong. That's my I whole was, deal. <laughs> you are a dumb ding dong. I was uh I was in your feels for you, yeah. But you know what you know what he was proud of you for? He was proud of you for doing this podcast. That's right. That was a smooth transition. It was good, I loved it. This is the Tuck and Rolls Podcast. This is episode twenty five. Right? I think so. I don't know. Yeah. I don't really keep count. I always feel like uh twenty five should be a bigger like your twenty fifth birthday should be a bigger thing. It's not really. Nobody gives a shit about twenty five. You can You're rent just... a car. Podcast can rent a car now, baby. <laughs> podcast can rent a Taking car. Taking this show on the road. Good point. Um, Actually, you know what? We did we failed to mention this podcast is a movie podcast. Uh from a guy who likes movies, that's you, and a movie guy that's me. Did I do it right? I never you do did. it. Nailed it. You really cute. But also Intro cut me there. <laughs> this week it's it's more than a movie podcast. You know what the podcast about this week? Rage, sadness, just existential dread. Our listeners might remember. Logistics? Logistics. Yeah, it's about <laughs> fucking logistics. Hey, Our Ryan, listeners, yeah. I'm just going to take a couple sips of my beer. You go off, King. Yeah, I need time. Give me time. Drink it. Our listeners might remember how excited I was to get my new PlayStation 5. We recorded episode right before release date. You know, uh, things were moving, and, and I was real excited. Release date was uh, November 12th. You know, November 11th rolls around the evening of November 11th, and companies just aren't shipping them yet. People aren't getting shipping notifications. Now, I pre-ordered mine through Walmart two months ago. Walmart, not my first choice, but these were a real hot item, hard to get. A lot of the places sold out immediately. But the whole point of a pre-order, what do you think the point of a pre-order is? Why let me pre-order something two months in advance? What's the reason for the company to do that? I pre-order things so I get them on time. I'm also... I'm surprised that Walmart's not your number one. You being a big multinational corporation kind of guy, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I I also uh, order things so that I get them on time. But my thought process is that a company does pre-orders so that they they know this item's going to be extremely popular. If we start selling it far in advance of the release date, 
we can we have two months to plan this out right and set up everything and the logistics um they did not do that none of them did apparently um this has gone so bad so whether you bought it from amazon best buy walmart what have you uh i still don't have mine it is now the 15th it's three days past release day it's just in a shipping black hole i haven't had a shipping update since like midnight on thursday that's a long time for no shipping update. Yes. Now, here's the thing. I'm a reasonable person. I understand, okay, maybe just like, wow, shipping is out of control right now. There's so much, and with COVID, things are moving a little slower. It's not going to show up day of. Maybe the day after. Even maybe the third day. Uh, you know, if it would have been Saturday, kind of I get that. I could, I, I would be upset. I'd be like, man, I really want to... I'm a grown man. I really want to play my video games. But... What the bigger problem is, is that people that went out and just bought one spur of the moment on release day, November 12th, those people are getting them sometimes before the people that pre-ordered two months ago. So there's there's people that ordered two days ago that have already got theirs, and I ordered mine two months in advance and still nothing. Like, logistically, I've worked in a warehouse. If you've got an item that you have low stock of, how are you shipping out brand new orders before you're filling your back orders? It makes no fucking sense. Yeah, like it feels like you should have got some priority there. I think that's a big miss. Uh, but then it's like, well, so Walmart and shoppers, what are they going to do for you, I guess? Nothing. Nothing. No, nobody gives <laughs> so a fuck. This is, this is the worst part. But you know what, buddy? I'm here for you. So if you want to keep going, I'm... I'm I'll no, take that's all that it. Age. It's a luxury problem. I understand that in the world we have much bigger things to worry about right now. Global pandemic, um, you know, political uh, tensions, um, you know, so on and so forth. Everything's bad, and this is so minor, but I just, I don't have a lot going on. I've been taking COVID quite seriously, and I never leave my house, and all I have is this podcast and my PlayStation 5, which isn't here, so all I have is this podcast, and that's not great. That's not great for me, Duck. <laughs> um, no, I'll, I'll jump on Cybers. You also have your beautiful wife and you got video games that you can't play now, but I understand like you would be excited. I would be, um, yeah, I'd be annoyed. Uh, honestly, the, the thing that is really doing it the most is the, the lack of clear shipping. Like it's just like a weird black hole. And then as well, the, the fact that other people are like, Oh, I just ordered mine like a day ago and I fucking got it already. Like that is so confusing. Well, wait, like they ordered it. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Did yeah, they order like, it from the same spot? Yeah, some people are like, I bought one from Walmart because Walmart. So there was uh, a first wave, like the day that the day that Playstations could first be bought, PlayStation Fives. So they're like, we got a bunch, and then they sold out right away. And right. then about a week later, um, the retailers were like, okay, we have a second wave of releases coming, you know, and those sold out again too. And then on this Thursday morning, the day where you actually um, Playstations were quote released. Um, you couldn't buy them in stores. Sony did for pandemic reasons. Sony announced that they weren't going to allow retailers to sell them in person because oh. they didn't want people like lining up or piling in because of the pandemic, which I understand. But that just means they're going to release another wave of online orders. And those sold out as well. But then some of those people who placed their order literally two days ago got it already. And I placed mine two months ago. I don't have it. I'm like, what, are you, yeah. what is your logistics team doing? This doesn't make any sense. I thought you meant people like went to the store and bought it in store. I was like, Can't well, do it. Not yeah. an option. No, so that that would make me even more mad. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Ryan, you know what? By the time this comes out next Wednesday, I really hope you have it. Yeah, and if you, listeners, if you got a PlayStation 5 and have already played it and are laughing at me right now, phone in and leave us a voicemail. Uh, not about that, about anything else, because if you leave a voicemail about that, I'm going to fucking lose it. Where can they do that, Tuck? 
Uh, they can leave. <laughs> that was a really good transition. Sorry, I just got to give you credit. They can leave us a, a voicemail on anchor.fm slash tuck and rolls. Um, or you could go to our Instagram or Twitter, tuck and rolls, T U C K N R O L L S, and leave us a picture of your brand new PlayStation 5 on there if you really wanted to. <laughs> and I will definitely be posting pictures of my beautiful baby boy when he <laughs> does eventually arrive on Instagram for our listeners next week. Oh, it's week. a boy? Um, your PlayStation's a boy? Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I guess neutral. I gotta, when he gets in, I gotta check under the hood. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, well, yeah, like I said, I really hope it gets there soon. There's only one thing that, uh, makes me more upset than not having my PlayStation five. And that's this bullshit voicemail. You want to, I can't even just, just tell, just pitch the voicemail. I can't <laughs> throw, throw it to it. Right. Let's hear it. Really got called out about my Pacific rim thoughts frankly the movie is not good um purely based on a resource situation the aliens would not send a bunch of random kaijus ahead they would just go with the biggest like why would they waste all those resources secondly there's no way a man-made robot could take the beating that these robots take from a kaiju tuck you have kids you give your kids a toy that thing gets fucked up instantly and that's basically like your kids, the kaiju, the toy is whatever the thing, those, whatever the heck those things are called. It just, the whole movie makes no sense. And the acting doesn't make any sense. The weird uh, female lead just, she turns into like a anime character at one point, like pouting, uh, the, the radiation poisoning. It just doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. Okay. You know what? I got to really... This is, I have a really good rebuttal for this. Yeah, actually, he's not done. There's more. This is part two of Pacific Rim, um, I guess, takedown, uh, defense of myself. The acting's terrible. Um, The the main lead can't figure out if he's going to do a a British accent or an American accent at, at some points. Uh, The, visually, it is pretty captivating. It makes sense why don't they just always use the swords? Like that's really, it's like, it's an animal. You, you use the swords. Like why you just keep shooting this thing? It doesn't make any sense. But then you take out a sword, just cut it in half. You just always use the swords guys. Um, it just, the whole thing just doesn't make any sense. And it's so poorly done. It's like, they just didn't even try. Is he done? Is he finished? That was I it. I think so. I mean, I wish he was finished a lot earlier. I mean, yeah, me too. First of all, he's just wrong. Like, I get his point about um, there's no logic to it, but it's also like he's kind of anthropomorphizing the kaiju, if I'm going to be completely honest, because he's putting human emotions and applying human strategy to a kaiju world. So that doesn't really work. And then he's also searching for logic in a movie about giant robots and yeah. aliens. So that is my that's biggest a problem too. <laughs> to pick is like, were you going to fucking go watch a com- Kane, you going to go watch a comedy and be like, mm, I don't know, they're just being silly the whole time. I just wish they would take it seriously. If you're watching a movie about giant Jaegers, first of all, by the way, they're called Jaegers. Jaegers. Don't oh, pretend like you that. didn't remember. Yeah. Fighting giant monster kaijus. And you're like, I don't know about the structural integrity. It's not that kind of movie. It's a movie because that exists because it's fucking cool to watch giant Jaegers <laughs> fight kaijus. Just use the sword all the time. They have to use all the weapons. They have Jaeger training. Have you taken Jaeger training, Kane? I don't no, think so. This, Kane probably can't even drift. What an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not drift compatible for sure. Yeah, he's not drift compatible with tuck and rolls. I'll fucking tell you that yeah, much. Yeah, definitely not. 
the um and who's to say like the accent comment it's a global society this is the future we've all blended together all accents are one and i'm gonna sound normal at that time so like kane be a better global citizen really yeah right? you're a bad person that's i, I think agree. i think I honestly think he needs to come back on the podcast and discuss. I think we should get him on and maybe yeah. discuss uh, Guillermo del Toro's other work. He's got quite a bit to choose from, some really great options. Whether you love a terrifying eyeball hand man or you love a hell boy or you love a lady fucking a fish man. You know, those, <laughs> it's, he's got it all. He brings it all to the table and uh, it's all good. Yeah, I haven't seen the one Shape of Water or whatever, Best Picture, wasn't it? It's very good. I can't remember if it won Best Picture. Um, I think it's it really did, good. yeah. That was two years ago. Uh, longer than two years ago now. I don't know. What is time? Time's a flat circle. Time is a flat circle. <laughs> Tuck, um, did you watch any movies last week? Um, I did, actually. I um, What did I watch? Oh, uh, no movies, but I did catch up on The Mandalorian. That was really oh, good. Oh, God, so good. It was so good. Like it God, was, they know how to make a TV show. Holy yeah, hell. I do. I will say this about this season. I like uh, that they're tying it together more. Because my one problem with last season was it was just until you got to episode, I think, like six, because there was eight episodes. Until you got to episode six, it was just a bunch of individual stories. And it kind of didn't, like, it was just him and Baby Yoda floating around space just doing yeah, stuff. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> But the, which is awesome, but it's like, okay, where are we going with this? Like, what's the point of this season? Um, and then it ties it all together very nicely in the first season. But this one, uh, it's had a more continuous storyline, I feel. I don't know. But yeah, it's awesome. I fucking love it. I, they're coming, Disney Plus is coming out with some Marvel shows soon. And like, oh, yeah. if they're even anywhere near as good as Mandalorian, oh boy, we're in for a treat. So given the fact that the source material for that is a little bit more available because it's based on a comic book a bunch of comic books i think i think they're going to be awesome yeah i'm excited um and then i did start uh it kind of leads into our our pseudo topic today so why don't you while you were waiting in rage massively refreshing your loomis constantly refreshing this page on my phone just (laughs) like down 20 minutes every just yeah it'd be like there's no way and i'm saying to myself it's gonna be the same it won't be different I would have got an email if it was different. Just fucking refresh anyways. You know, normal, you, normal behavior. <laughs> what did you watch while you were doing that? I did I that too. F- I watched a few that. different things. Um, <laughs> I watched... Uh, sorry, one sec. My wife is uh, contacting me. Oh, <laughs> She sent me a picture of Ch- Chappie who is patiently sitting outside the room. And it says, friend of the podcast, Chappie Phillips. Very cute. Chappie is your cat? Chappie is one of my various cats. Two also cats. named named after the robot in District Nine, or no, named after the robot Chappie. Chappie. Yeah. yeah, Chappie after the titular Chappie. Yes, and our other cat is uh, Indiana Jones, also movie named movie after cats. <laughs> right, the namesake for friend of the podcast Casey's baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean maybe. I mean, <laughs> where was I? I watched a couple of films while I was rage refreshing, which is a new thing. Uh, I watched Interstellar again because I was just like, I need to just put my phone down for a bit. What's on Netflix? And also I was just like, I've just been in a real mood. You know, pandemic's bad. I've been dealing with pandemic. Uh, I'm not good at dealing with it. And then this PS5 thing, even though it's, you know, dumb baby games, it still was like a th- only thing I had going on. So then it really put me in a mood. And I was like, I don't want to watch anything like too tough so i watched interstellar again it's a very good movie i could just kind of zone out and enjoy it visually looks so good and all the acting is great blah 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 we talk about it all the time then i also watched uh fantasy island from bloom house oh how was that 
It was, remember a couple weeks ago you said you watched Escape Room? Yeah. I would say it is exactly as good as Escape Room. Just yeah. like exactly the same. Like it's a little gory. It's a little scary. It's a little funny. It's fine. It's just fine. I watched, oh, what else did I watch? I did watch, I started the to-do list, which was very funny. Oh, uh, recommendation from Pascal Kayla. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Right, and then I also rewatched a movie that I hadn't watched in years, which was uh, Gangs of New York, and hot take, not good. You know, not terrible, but honestly, it's not that good. I, I, I remembered it being like, wow, this was like the hot Oscar buzz this year, Gangs of New York, Marty Scorsese. We're friends, I call him Marty. But like, it's not that good. When's the last so, time you saw it? I, uh, I actually used to watch this movie all the time. Um, it was two DVDs and I never made it to the second DVD. It, <laughs> it does, uh, it falls prey to this like really, really hot start. And then it just peters out like that first scene, um, you know, with the, what do you think the dead rabbits and like Liam Neeson doing is like, no son, the blood stays on the blade. Who is this? St. Michael. Anyway, I could go on. But then that first scene with the five points fighting build a butcher and all this stuff and it's awesome. Like it's on par with um it's not as good as Saving Private Ryan, but it's got that kind of vibe to it, which is like a great opening scene. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's a pretty intense opening scene. It really throws you into the world, but then the problem is that after the fact the world is full of bad set design, bad costumes, and bad accents. Yeah, and it's just like it it just peters out. Like in the yeah. ending, Daniel ending Day is Lewis awful. is obviously amazing because that's just what he does. He like shows up and he just fucking kills it. Uh, Leo is a good actor, but like he tried to do this like weird accent. I think he would have just been better if he didn't really do an accent, which he didn't need to do. No, and uh, Cameron Diaz is pretty good. She doesn't usually play a serious role. Her yeah, accent also awesome. bad. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Um, Those I are wasn't... my opinions about that. So. No, and I I think it's fair. I um I did watch Night School. Oh, with uh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. And I believe Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, and I love Tiffany Haddish. And I think she is hilarious. Ken Marino? Is Ken Marino in that? Is he the principal? The white dude? I don't dude remember. That does the black voice? I haven't seen it in a while. I think I saw it when it came out, but I don't so remember. Did you do I'm not a huge voice? Kevin Hart guy. I don't really, uh, don't really love him. Uh, I think he's overused, but I, I love him. He also did definitely tweet uh, that if his he found out his son was oh, gay, he would like yeah. disown his gun. Uh, disown his gun. Disown his Disown gun. his son. So like, he fucking sucks, but uh, yeah. also I just uh, I think that he's a little bit one note. Oh, for sure. Like he's very much one note. I I dig that one note quite a bit. So yeah, um, exactly. And it's I mean, like Will Ferrell. Like he's Will Ferrell. Yeah, I mean same it's all, bit, it's like but... it's we love The Rock. We love Tom Cruise. Those guys are one note. So I guess it wasn't oh, a fair. Not Tom Cruise. Um... <laughs> we don't have time. We can't. We can go on a whole episode. We can't. But... I did also watch, uh, I started a bunch of TV shows, and so that's mm. why I wanted to, you know, I was like, you know what, let's talk about this on the pod, because I um, I finished Watchmen, that was a previous oh, episode. Oh, yeah, what'd you think? You loved it, right? Oh, it was great. It was awesome. So good. And then I, um, I started His Dark Materials with- uh, Yeah, that's based on a book? Philip Pullman. Yeah, so it's based on a trilogy of young adult books, um, Amber Spyglass, Golden Compass, and I can't remember the third one, but it's- it was a movie, The Golden Compass, from like 2007, I want to say. Remember that one? Yeah, bad CG polar bears. Yeah, but cool polar bears. Like you kind of want. Well, they were like battle bears, but their CG yeah. was not good. No, and I think it was just the sign of the times. Nicole Kidman plays the bad, uh, the villain in it. And I think the, th- the second and third were going to be made into, uh, were going to be made into movies, but it's kind of a, 
So the whole point of the book is it um, it's been persecuted by the Catholic Church because it promotes uh, young anarchists. Is that the right? No, uh, atheists. It promotes atheism in young children because it's the bad guys in this book or the magisterium in the show or the magisterium, which is essentially just the Catholic Church. So to be clear, Catholic Church totally cool with teaching young people Catholicism, but not okay with any young person possibly learning about atheism is that no like it's yeah that's it and so that's that was the conspiracy theory wow this is without a doubt the worst thing that the catholic church has ever done (laughs) probably i'm not going to google it i'm sure this is the worst actually that um that movie spotlight that was an awesome movie about yeah spotlight very good with michael keaton anyway i digress so that never happens yeah never happens (laughs) (laughs) me digressing or me playing on a tangent (laughs) no but the um this one was it. It's good. It's well shot. It's well acted. I think it it it's the medium that this source material needs. But it got me thinking because I also did start. So I started the, his dark materials and I started uh, Moonbase Eight. You heard about Moon, this? Moonbase Eight. Yeah. I have not heard about this. Tell I me actually more. really think you'd like this. So it it's, sounds um, like a fucking direct-to-video 1986 like bad sci-fi like Dolph Lundgren's in Moonbase Eight, right? No, it's uh, John C. Riley. I don't know the other guy in Fred Armisen. And Travis Kelsey, Super Bowl champion Travis Kelsey, who plays tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. He uh, he makes an appearance on the first episode. They won the Super Bowl. They did. Yeah, they did. Um, so anyway, it's about uh, these three not like stellar astronauts that are doing a moon training mission. They're going to put a base on the moon, and their fake base is in Arizona. And so it's just, it's by A24, so it's a little bit quirky. It's kind of, it's not like... Um, so they're not in space, they're in their, like, fake space for training, and this, yeah. this is what the show's about, them living they're in, in their air, little... Yeah. It's like and, Biodome. And the first episode, they run out of water, and then it's about them trying to cover up something. Like, I don't want to give away too much, but it's quite, it's what, quite uh, funny. Where can I find the show? Uh, it is on, on it's on um, Crave. Brave. Okay, I'm gonna check it out. It sounds yeah. pretty interesting. And John think, C. Riley and Fred Armisen, very funny guys. And it's not the um, it's not your Will Ferrell type funny. Like it's not a slapsticky funny. It's a it's a very kind of awkward funny. So I think you'd like it. Like I think hmm. uh, it. Are follows... you trying to say I'm awkward? Nope. I think you like the based on the fact that you loved Observe and Report. I think you'd like <laughs> this. But yeah. Um, but anyway, it got me thinking. What is a good show to start? Because I think as we progress into winter, as we progress in further into lockdown, everybody's going to looking for what to start. Like the best shows that you've watched on TV or HBO, because it's not TV, it's HBO. But like what? Um, that's what they tell me. That's what they tell me. So I'm just wondering, um, have you watched anything good recently? I know you watch those two haunting shows, but like, let's yeah, talk, let's talk those... TV. We're a pop yeah. culture podcast. Um, both of those haunting shows are good. The Haunting of Hill House and The Haunting of Bly Manor just like off the top of my head and then we can kind of pick apart what we want like we're watching hannibal right now and since i was just sitting around waiting for my playstation all weekend we just like we tore through like a whole season so we're like in season three of hannibal now and that is a really interesting show um honestly story-wise like it's fine it's not blowing you out of your socks but um the the visuals the set design and like the art design fucking next level what a gross creepy interesting scenes like just like really really cool 
Um, and then the other thing that I'm watching that I've mentioned before is I'm just working my way through uh, Schitt's Creek. I'm in like season four, I think. How Very is it? Very funny. It's a delight. It's just an honest, it's a delight. You can watch, they're quick episodes, right? So you watch two, three episodes, just kind of, and then you're like, oh, cool. And then, but it's easy to just like pop on. Okay, because I actually, I had a friend just finish it and she said, yeah, it's it's amazing. I think that it's good. Like, I mean, I like to have a, a an easily digestible show on the go, and for me right now, that's uh, that's Shit's Creek, right? Um, some other previous shows I've been watching. Um, I'm up to date on Ozark on Netflix. Really good. That's more of a series. Oh, one. It's kind of. I got missed. A... I didn't finish the last three episodes. I should probably get on that. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's like yeah. it's got like a real Breaking Bad vibe. Actually, actually, one of the best shows I've maybe ever seen, like it's probably on my top five, was a limited series that HBO did earlier this year called The Outsider with Jason Bateman also. Oh, um, that was based on Stephen King, wasn't it? Yes, and yeah. this show is so good. Every episode was just stellar, in my opinion. It has Ben Mendelsohn, too, who's just really fucking good. Um, I really highly recommend it to anybody. If you need a show, it's about 10 or 12 episodes, somewhere in that range, so like it's not gonna, you're not going to have to watch it for months in... It is so good. Did you, because HBO does this, like they did this with, like they're just, it's just good TV all the time. Like, um, yeah, that's what, that's their whole thing. Did you watch uh, Succession? Yeah, we have watched Succession, also amazing. Was it good? Yeah, it's so good. Because that's one I think I'm really going to get into. Yeah, that's a good one. Like if you and Jen like want a show to watch about, because it's like good. It's a good one to like talk about, right? Like oh, okay. you'll be like, oh my god, what is this going to do? And what are, is this a secret? And yeah, and uh, Kieran Culkin in that for just a delight as well. Is that Macaulay Culkin's sister? Uh, brother. Brother. Oh, Karen. Kieran. Sorry, Kieran. 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 Um, well, <laughs> last one. Last one we watched together was Billions. You seen that? I have not seen Billions. Um, I, I've heard about it. I'm not really sure what it's about. I'm assuming it's about a very rich person. Yeah, so it's about um, it's about a rich person and then a DA. The first two seasons are awesome. We uh, we didn't keep going on the third season when they kind of team up. But yeah, like Billions is worth a watch for sure. So you, do you and Jen do the same thing? Do you like to have like a serious show on the go and then like a an easily like a half hour comedy or something you're also kind of just flipping through or, or what's your deal? This is a pretty sensitive subject in the talk household because I watch a lot more TV than she does. So it's <laughs> like, so I watch a lot of things without her. Um, but then there's been times like I remember when we started Orange is the New Black that she literally watched two seasons in one night because she didn't have any, this is pre-kids, so she didn't have anything to do the next day. And Power I was move, work, I love it. I was working and I had to work nights. So I came in, came home. I was like, hey, how's it going? She's like, I didn't get to bed till five in the morning. I said, What? Yeah, she watched two seasons straight and watched just new black. I said, okay. So I guess I got to catch up. And then I just never did. So, yeah, I'd, I'd say it's fair. Like, once we find something, we really got into House of Cards when it was big before Kevin Spacey turned out to be the worst person ever. But... I heard they, uh, I never watched House of Cards, actually, surprisingly. Maybe I should get around to it. I heard that they handled his departure well, like the way that they pivoted in that last season. I heard that it was, like, not bad. Yeah, so we stopped right before the last season, I think, okay. when he was president and trying to hang on to it. It was a very appropriate show for the time, and I thought it was really well done. It was a remake of that British show, too, so those are usually pretty good. Yeah, so, yeah, I'd say we do. Is that what you and your wife do, then? You yeah, we usually have one show that we're watching together, uh, which currently is Hannibal. What were we watching right before Hannibal? 
Doesn't matter. Can't remember. Um, we're also watching just some ongoing series that we're watching, uh, like Star Trek Discovery. Really good. We usually watch Last Week Tonight with John Oliver. We watch that together. Oh, he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one thing that we also watch together that I would love to talk to you about, um, the new season of Great British Bake Off. Are you into Great British Bake Off or Great Canadian Bake Off? Um. Actually, I think it's called Great British Baking Show now. I think there was like a, they used to like switch production companies or something. So I am not, but I could definitely get on side with this. I do love, I get sucked into the Food Network all the time. Like oh, for sure. Time. Food Network? Yeah. yeah. Like like you're flipping through the channels and diners, drive-ins, and dives on. You're going to watch it. What, are you going to not watch it? They're like, yeah, it's Guy Fieri. Fieri. But then they're like, oh, they're going to make that cake into a full golf green. I'm going to watch how they do this. And then I'm going to be like, <laughs> I could probably do this. And Jen just looks at me and goes, no, you could not. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you feel, speaking of Bake Off, how do you feel about reality shows in general? How do you feel about reality TV? Because we talked about some really good HBO shows, yeah. uh, which are basically like top tier in terms of production, like they're movie quality. Yeah, they're good TV. And then on the, the other end of that spectrum, reality TV. I fall prey to it. Like I am, a, I'm definitely a the target market for reality TV. I used to we used to run a bachelor pool. Um, like you bet on contestants, you pick like four, and then ho- however you finish, you get more points. It wasn't a snake draft, so you could have handled it. But like, <laughs> um, I used to write a weekly email about the bachelor, describing the episode in detail. Amazing. <laughs> it, was, it was, I could write a full blog on it. Like I love, I love the bachelor. I kind of have fallen out of it since like. I never really got into Bachelor in Paradise. I was more of just a Bachelor purist, but like, yeah, I enjoy that. What is it about The Bachelor that you love? Like, you, you're really invested in these people finding love together? I doubt it. So what is it actually that makes you? No, if I'm going to be honest, that deep down at the heart of it, I do think that the show is based around love, and I think it's based around two people trying to find their soul's counterpoint in another. Such a tuck answer. <laughs> but, that was uh... also a wedding crashers quote. Don't think I didn't fucking notice. <laughs> I was I was waiting for it, but yeah, no, I uh, I do lock think it it's lock it up. Rule number seventy six, right? No excuses. Play like a champion. The um, I do like it for the love side of things, but uh, yeah, it's kind of fun to watch people. You kind of start picking up on on specific things that the producers do every time. Like every time, there's going to be the one guy that oh, I can't handle this because I'm just jealous of everybody, and then they're like, "Oh, you should play up on that and just really get jealous and see how that works out for you." It never works out. For sure, reality television shows are stories told in the edit. Oh, for sure. Oh, 100%. I got a question for you. Did you ever watch the show, I think it was Showtime, called Gigolos? Uh, no, but is it about Gigolos? <laughs> yeah. It was, okay. about, it was about these five Gigolos in Vegas that, like, they were Gigolos, and it would be about them going on their different calls, and it was just like, it was uh, For bananas. our listeners who maybe don't know, this is a bit of an outdated term. It's basically a male escort. Yeah, sorry. It was, you looked like a total prostitute. No, um, it was electric. Not great production value, but this the character, the people, they're not characters, they're people. The people they found to do this show were just fascinating. I don't know where you can find it, but if you can, I would suggest giving at least the first season a watch. Yeah, you heard it here first, guys. Go to Google, type in Gigolos, just click on the first link. Click that, I'm feeling lucky, punch it in. Full disclosure, there is nudity in the show. So Hell yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna like... Wait, male nudity? Uh, Yep, there's Hell some yeah. of that. There's both. There's both. So, you know, 2020. 
<laughs> would would you say that's your favorite reality show? No, I would say The Bachelor is my favorite yeah. reality show. Um, yeah. I I I think my my favorite reality show. I'll start with a Great British Breaking Show or the Canadian version. I think is a close second for me. And what I love about this reality show is that it is just pure and wholesome and like goodness and kindness, which is basically the opposite of what you get from almost all reality television yeah. shows. Uh, the contestants aren't really, they're not competing against each other. Yeah, some whoever does the worst that week gets sent home or whatever, but like it's more truly about them just trying to do their best. And you never see a cooking show where like, oh, oh, I finished and I'm done and I have some extra time and I just automatically go over to you and help you finish because you've fallen behind on your project. Like that doesn't happen, but Wait. it happens every week on this show. They do that? Yes, they're the That's best awesome. people in the world, and they just care about each other, and nobody wants to see anybody go home. They wish they could all just stay there for 12 weeks and bake, and it's a delight. And I learn a little bit about baking, and I'm not, like, I don't bake. Charlotte bakes a lot, so she, like, learns stuff and is, like, really interested in it. But I just think it's a delight how, um, just honestly, how nice everybody is. Uh, and then to just oppose that, my number one reality television show and possibly my favorite TV show of all time because I have watched literally 10 seasons of it, MTV's The Challenge. Oh, The Challenge is an electric factory. It is yes. so fucking yeah. good. Johnny, For is any, that Johnny Bananas? You better believe it's Johnny Bananas. Yeah, right on. Yeah. <laughs> the, the most winningest challenge uh, victor, uh, champion of all time, Johnny Bananas. I think he's got six six wins now. So, Ryan, just for our listeners and um, for me, because I don't quite understand it, explain to us how the challenge came about and what the what the format of the challenge is. Right. So the challenge first started in like truly like 1995 or 1996, and it was MTV's Road Rules Real World Challenge. So you've heard of the TV show The Real World, which is just like the first the reality show. What is the intro? It's like five normal people who to stop. live together. Yeah, you know what I mean? Stop and being it, nice and start getting real. Yes, it's kind of like our podcast. You. That's what we should do for our podcast. <laughs> the real world? We should just do that No, we should world? just be like, when two guys who like movies stop being nice and start getting real. Well, I think MTV's lawyers might have thoughts about that. <laughs> they don't sue nobody. So, yes, the... So the real world was just like basically the first reality television show where MTV was like, what if we just fucking put these teens and make them live in a house together and like, uh, you know, these 18 to 25 year olds and like fucking see what happens and film it all. And uh, huge success still on um, like 20 years later. Um, and then at the same time, there was a similar show called Road Rules, which is also a reality show. But I'm going to be honest, I don't really know what Road Rules was about. They had to drive around. And I think they drove around and did little physical competitions and stuff. Yeah, I think it was like the real world, but on the road. I don't yeah, know. And, anyway. and then eventually they got to MTV's Real World versus Road Rules Challenge, where they brought on people from either show to do a new show where they competed against each other in these physical challenge challenges and that has morphed into just mtv's the challenge and then each you know it's a like a, a subtitle so it's challenge battle of the x's or challenge like family something or other when they had like their cousins on yeah so every every season has a dumb subtitle and like a slightly different spin and they're going all around the world and essentially it's you know 20 or 25 people or whatever a lot of them off of 
the real world or previous the challenges, which means they've come from some MTV show in the past, and then now they're they're getting new you know rookies. Then we don't like the rookies; we like the vets, obviously. Uh, but the rookies will be from like oh MTV did some like uh, what is this show that they're bringing people off of? You are the one. I think it might be a singing show. I'm not sure. Making the band. Shout out O-Town. Yeah, stuff like that, right? So, And I don't know those other shows. I just know the challenge. But then they'll bring on these rookies. And the rookies are like, I'm an MTV star too. And Johnny Bananas is like, I've been doing this literally for 15 years. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? <laughs> but so then all these people live in a house together. So it is the drama of reality television. They're getting drunk. They're starting fights. Uh, they're sleeping with each other. And then they're fighting about, well, now he's sleeping with the other girl. Or I kissed him, but I didn't mean to. You know, that classic real world trash. Yeah, but yeah. in intermixed with that is like really intense physical challenges, which sometimes are solo challenges, sometimes they're teams, uh, and like really complicated machines that they build, um, and they've got to compete. It's like Fear and, Factor. Yeah, like Fear Factor. Yeah. It's like Fear Factor meets Survivor because sometimes they're eating gross food too. You're absolutely right. It's Fear Factor meets Survivor, and then depending on how you perform, it gives you an advantage in terms of. Uh, kicking other people out and that system changes every season how it's a vote out or sometimes you lose and you tend to go into um they call it a different thing every time like the elimination chamber or the the blood pit you know but it's like an elimination round so the two people that get voted out go head to head in like a versus challenge like american gladiator style I remember, yeah. So, yeah, so you're getting, like, the trash reality television of them being in the party house intermixed with this, like, really highly competitive, cool, athletic thing. And it's, it's to me, it is, like, the perfect blend. It's so good. And to top it all off, the host, TJ Lavin, is the best host in the game. Hands down. Ooh. Nobody can compete. And you know why? Uh, I'm a Chris Harrison guy, but I will give you TJ Lavin is a very, very close second. The reason he's so good is because he just does whatever he wants. So, like, when there's, like, oh, this might be, like, a, well, what was this against the rules or it's unclear? He's just, like, no, nah, what are you doing? You can't do that. Like, what are you doing? Or if somebody's, like, afraid to do the challenge, he just is, like, you're being a baby. What are you doing? You're not just going to quit the show over this? I hate quitters. Get out of here. Like, he just keeps it real. It's amazing. Um, also, he's, he had to miss one season because he got in a really bad uh, bike accident and he was in a fucking coma. And then he came back the next season just like nothing happened. He was fine. So he's, yeah, because he's a professional motorbiker, I think. Uh, BMX. Like dirt biker. Isn't he? Uh, he, was he yeah, biker. he was big as a BMX guy. No. Oh. But now yeah. I think he just does whatever. Like Matt Hoffman or whatever. <laughs> Shout out to that video game. Remember when bmx tried to be as cool as tony hawk's pro skater <laughs> yeah no no never nobody can be <laughs> so, as cool as tony hawk it's did you impossible. get that new tony hawk by the way i forgot to ask you last week i did not and no. i did th- i thought about it because when i was a kid i played tony hawk 2 tony oh. hawk pro skater 2 so fucking much so much but i just kind of i know the style of games i like now we talked about it last week like i like a really in-depth rpg that i can like mm, really, yeah, really really get the hours out of yeah and this just seemed repetitive, and I just feel like now I would lose interest pretty quick. You can really M&M. Really lose yourself. Get it? Get it? Get it? I got it. I'm just, uh, I don't like it. Oh, uh, well, that's okay. Mom's spaghetti, I guess. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> the challenge sounds like a mix of Big Brother, Survivor, Fear Factor, everything that you love about a reality TV show, packaged yeah, into one MTV, yeah, it- MTV era. We don't give a shit. We're MTV. You said it perfectly. It cribs yeah. all the best things from those other shows. And there are some Big Brother challengers on it, too. I forgot. Last couple seasons, they brought in some people from Big nice. Brother. And I'm not a Big Brother people person, so I don't know them. But 
My biggest problem with Big Brother is that it's on three nights a week. Like, I'd be fine with it what? on... What? Three yeah. nights a week? When it, Whenever Big Brother season starts, it has, like, day one, and then they got the challenge day, and then they got elimination day. It's on three nights a week. That's insane. I know. I know. That's what now, I Now, that mean. being like, said, if the if the next season of MTV's challenge was on three nights a week, I'd be like, oh, hell yes. I would be The so challenges excited. are so a little bit better in Big Brother, I think, or in the challenge than they are in Big Brother. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe any stuff. listeners, if you watch... The challenge plus these other reality shows that I that I've mentioned that they kind of are like cribbing people from. Let me know how it compares because to me it's like it is the pinnacle of reality TV. But also like I haven't watched Survivor in a very very long time. I don't watch Big Brother, so I don't really know what I'm comparing it against. I used, right? I used to do a Survivor pool too. I find that reality TV is better if you bet on it. I will say that because Survivor I used to pay attention to that a long time. I think I would like to the whole the. I watch reality TV and I'm like, I really think I could win this. Like I'm watching The Bachelor and obviously I'm married so I can't win it. But I'm like, I'm pretty sure I could. My issue is, is that like, because they introduced alcohol, like they have their big party the first night. I would get too drunk and <laughs> I'd just get kicked out. <laughs> like that, I know myself, like everybody would be there. You'd be doing shots. I'd be trying to be friends with all the other dudes. And then I would just like, you weren't really paying attention to me. Yeah, I know. But I was having a great time. It's like, <laughs> Yeah. But other than that, like if I made it through the first night, I definitely win. Do you think on The Bachelor, you think you make it to hometowns? So you think you got that kind of? I think power? I can make it to hometowns, and then my wow. family is Bold. my mom is pretty awesome. Old Phil, Buffalo Phil might scare away. No, I'm just kidding, Buffalo Phil. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I like to think of how you. That's the fun, that's what I have the most fun with is how how would I do in these challenges. I constantly, I constantly, every season of the challenge, I'm like, I would fucking love to go on the challenge, but like, A, I'm in terrible shape, and B, I'm 34, (laughs) like, they're mostly like, like, Johnny Bananas is 35, but he's literally been doing it for 15 years, Uh, but then these other, like, everybody else is so young, but it is, uh, you get when the older vets come on, and they just, they just, like, come in and run the show, and all these young people are thinking, like, I'm gonna... I'm going to do this and I'm going to blow it all up oh. and I'm going to take over. And it's like, you don't even know. I've been watching this for so long that they've just got it. Like they know how to play the game, like the back of their hand. Well, and it's a game. Like that's the thing is it's like when you, as you play it, you're going to get better at it, right? You're going to know when to win. You're going to know when to conserve. So yeah, that's why I do. I do appreciate that side of thing. I think Jeff Probst is a pretty good. Uh, Probst pretty is good the survivor guy. Yeah. Still yeah. He's the, he's the OG. Yep. So that's reality TV. Okay, so if we're gonna the best kind of the best kind of TV. Have you? Uh, oh, I'm just gonna jump back to because I want to put a bit of a bow on this because we've kind of gone. Oh, no, we haven't gone all over the place. We've just been talking TV because we're a pop culture podcast officially. If we're gonna go, have you watched Sopranos? Did you ever watch it? I've actually never seen The Sopranos. Yeah, I was wondering. Maybe we should just, do that as a podcast. I just honestly, I'm not that interested in it. Just doesn't Why? do it for me. Oh, because you're fugazi. Fugazi. I don't know what that means. Fugazi. It's fake. It's a fake. That's a Dottie Brasco. Have you ever seen that? That's a good movie. I don't think so. It's got uh, Johnny Depp. Yeah, Johnny Depp. Yep, that's about it. Uh, no, <laughs> but yeah. So if I'm going to start a show in um, these new uh, not lockdown because you can't say lockdown, but these new restricted you can say times, you want. <laughs> would you suggest Succession or Shit's Creek? Uh, well, that's very or different. Both. That's like, would you suggest a salad or a cheeseburger? Like, both can be good. I mean, salad's uh, not okay. good. You get the analogy. Give me another one. Give me two options. I get succession. Do you want? Do you want a? Do you want a quick, easy show or just like a great? Give me a deep one. Give me a gritty, long. gritty one. Uh, I would suggest honestly the Outsider. Okay, 
All it watch the outsider. The best show I've seen in a couple of years. It's so the, good. Um, did you watch The Wire? Yeah, yeah, seen The Wire. Okay, it's good. Tough to get into the first season. You gotta get like through. Once you're in like three episodes, then you're like, okay, I get it. I think the biggest hurdle I had with that because I watched it obviously not when it was showing was the technology. Like you kind of just you forget that beepers were a thing. <laughs> yeah, beepers. Yeah, and then um, but no, I definitely. Um, if you can make it through the second season of The Wire, then it's the best show on TV. You want to do... Oh, speaking of best show ever, you want to do a top three? Yeah. Let's do a top three. I know it's your week because last week I made us talk about top three uh, video games. Yeah. So I was going to do... Um, I was going to pivot a bit. I know we talked about TV. I, I think it's... We talked about our favorite TV shows on this one. So yeah, I'm not going to do like top three. 20 show suggestions. So if you get out of this episode and you, you're not sure... What to watch? Like I literally listed twenty shows. What Just do you want to listen to the episode. What are you doing? Um, but yeah, I would because it's November. I'm growing a mustache. I don't have a November page, but friend of the podcast Kayla has a November page, so we're gonna link that on our Instagram and Twitter. I think. Yeah. Uh, get so up if there. you want to donate, I gave her. I donated, and I told her that if she publicly declared that Tom Cruise is the best actor for a generation, that I would double my donation. And she did not do it. Um, she doesn't want the money. But <laughs> if you're a nicer person than me, uh, Tuck will post the link, and you can go uh, toss some cash. It's a great cause, and she's a she's a good person. And I am growing a mustache, and I will say this. There is nobody that hates this mustache more than my beautiful wife, Jen. I 100% believe that, yeah. <laughs> I think I look fantastic with it, but, you know, we're working on it. Um, so we're going to do top three mustaches Ooh. from a movie, okay? Does it have so, to be from a specific movie, or just, can I just name a movie star? You can name a movie star, yeah. Okay. You can name a movie star. And we're going to do an alternate draft, because I don't want you taking all three of the best mustaches. Don't know what that means. Just, like, so you, you pick go, one, I, go, you go. I pick one. Okay, you pick I get one, to go first? I pick one. Yeah, I'll give you one. I'll, wow, give, I'll okay. let you go first. Tom Selleck, easy. You want Tom Selleck, Magnum P.I.? Of P. course. Okay, okay. That thing's beautiful. It is It is a push broom, yeah. I am going to go Sam Elliott. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very similar to the yeah. Tom Selleck, yeah. But he very is similar. a Westerner. Like, he's got that the drip below the lip. Like, that's a, that's a good Western mustache. Now... This next one, it's not it's not like a personal favorite. I'm not picking this one because I'm like, ooh, damn, I love that mustache. But it is iconic, and you see it, you know it. You might confuse it with one other, but it's definitely top of mind. I'm going to go Charlie Chaplin. Oh, <laughs> that's a bold second pick. You know what I mean, though? Like, yeah. it's iconic. <laughs> so, did you ever see that Office episode with uh, – did you watch The Office, by the way? Yes. Did you get a good TV show? Yeah. When Pam goes to the other office <laughs> and she's like – Nobody else dresses up here, and I dressed up as Charlie Chaplin, so I have to keep my hat on or else I look like Hitler. <laughs> yes, that's exactly, yes. Uh, okay, you're going with the iconic mustache, so you got Tom Selleck and Charlie Chaplin slash Hitler. I think good picks, you know, <laughs> solid picks. Uh, that is a good pick. I'm going to go with uh, second pick. I'm going with Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds, great. Got the shot named after him, Smokey and the Bandit. 10-4, good buddy. <laughs> You might this next one you might you might debate with me. He has been in movies, for okay. sure, uh, but I don't think he's primarily known as a movie star. Uh, I would like to go with as my third answer, Terry Bollea, better known as Hulk Hogan, and specifically Tuck Hollywood Hogan, where his beard was black, but then the handlebar was still bleach blonde. That is a look that I can appreciate. I actually what a did, dirt bag. I did that one year. I bleached my mustache. Amazing. 
it um i grew a mullet and bleached it once but so you know you know the whole um it's funny that you called him by his real name terry Bolea, boya 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 i don't know he um did you hear about this case yeah he bankrupted gawker yeah so gawker released the sex tape because apparently he and uh, bubba loves sponge's wife had sex or something like that i don't know I uh, who's this man tape. is he a friend of yours bubba no, Bubba the Love Sponge was a uh, radio host on Howard 101. He Why was like a shock jock. Dumb fucking names like that. I, I don't Welcome know. Welcome to Fart Boy and the Wolf. <laughs> Woo! 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 Um, I'm Fart Boy. You're the Wolf. Yeah, Just obviously. <laughs> no, no. But anyway, Bubba the Love Sponge, he was, uh, when I was an operator, I used to listen to him on Sirius XM all the time. Just a shock jock. He did dumb things like of the ilk of Howard Stern, but less classy, I guess. You could <laughs> okay. Say. I mean, but he's he, from Florida, so. Yeah, he is. And he um, he and Hogan were like really good buddies. Anyway, he Hogan had sex in his place, got filmed. The video was released by Gawker even after they were told they shouldn't release it. Um, he sued Gawker and he argued that I think the argument and I'm paraphrasing this, so when Kane comes on, he can he can clarify this because he's our lawyer. But um, I just made that up. <laughs> he's not really our lawyer. But, <laughs> but, but like for all intents and purposes, that's a legal term. He's our lawyer. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I, he separated the fact that he, he is Hulk Hogan was that it was Terry in the tape. It wasn't Hulk Hogan. Because the Gawker's lawyers are trying to argue that because he was Hulk Hogan, it was public domain because everything he does is yeah, filmed. Yeah, they're saying Hogan you are Hulk Hogan, yada, yada. you're a public, you're a public yeah. figure, so this is, it's fine. You're in the spotlight. And he yeah, was saying, like, Hulk Hogan didn't fuck this guy's wife. Yeah, Terry fucked Terry this did. guy's wife. And that's and he, very different. And he won. Yeah. And I'm pretty won. sure, I like, I don't have any actual uh, facts to back this up, but I'm sure that Hulk Hogan's a bad person. So I don't. I'm not necessarily taking Hulkster's side over Gawker, but it was definitely an interesting case. I'll tell you this, brother. I do like his mustache. Um, that yeah. There you go. What's your third no. mustache? And Peter Thiel. Uh, I'm not done with this case. This how oh, this I'm is sorry. how in depth was this case. Peter Thiel, who was a uh, he's a billionaire from some tech company. Um, gonna get roasted for not knowing that, but he um, he bank he uh, bankrolled the whole case. He bankrolled Hulk Hogan. The whole time, because Gawker, uh, Gawker outed him. Oh, he had a vendetta. Is Peter Thiel yeah. the Oracle guy? I believe he is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He got money. He's got the money. So oh, yeah. he, that was just a big fuck you to Gawker. Yeah, and then that's funny. He, so they bankrupt him. But yeah, that was that whole thing. That's why Gawker doesn't exist anymore. So we gotta. There's a there's a hole in the internet. We should slide in there. That's right. Else. And listeners, let that be a warning <laughs> to you before you try to release my sex tape because roles. Is different than Ryan. They're different. They're different people. You've made that very clear. Um, all right, my third mustache. I'm going with Lando Calrissian. Billy D. Williams. Billy D. Williams. It's the finest mustache in the galaxy. Yeah, it I is. Love yeah. it. You see, you, you scoundrel, you. No, uh, Lando Calrissian. That's what I'm taking. My third. It's a good choice. It's got some I, good capes too. I don't oh, think I can pull off a cape like he does. I wish. I don't think I got it. You know, I don't think I could do it. Um, do you have Disney Plus, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, the Lego. So there's a bunch of like thirty minute or twenty minute Lego Star Wars things. They are hilarious, and they do a lot of like they're for kids, obviously. But um, if you ever want a good laugh, they they reference a bunch of stuff that's like 
that only adults would get. And one of those references is Billy D. Williams talking about all his capes in the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Billy D. Williams, Lego Billy D. talking about uh, Colt 45, the galaxy's finest malt liquor. <laughs> I should be like, that's a bit much for a kid's show. <laughs> no, it talks about all his capes. There's also... Uh... Have you seen that commercial that I'm re- referencing? Yes, I have. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. Listeners, just Google Billy D. Williams, Colt 45, and like you're welcome. Speaking of Lego Star Wars, they are coming out with a... Um... A holiday special, not the Lucasfilm holiday special where Chewie goes home. I don't think you can get that day. anymore. I think like no. George like locked it in a vault and like scrubbed the internet. See it again. Yeah. Speaking of recommendations, you got any uh, crispy gems? Man, I do. Like I feel like we've given them out. You know, yeah. with all you the got any movie crispy gems. Movie specific movie crispy gems. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. You don't have to if you're all done. I'm all. Sp- I'm pretty spent. I gave a lot of good suggestions. I'm all burnt out. I suggest buying a PS5 and playing the new Spider-Man Miles Morales. Oh, man. Did you see all those Twitter videos of them uh, remaking the movie? Uh, no. People are using the game to remake the movie? Yeah. and they That's do awesome. That, What's up, danger? Yeah. So I mean, good. the graphics are uh, insane. Oh, here's a <laughs> Xbox last week. Because the Xbox Series X also released last week. Xbox had to tweet, the official Xbox account tweeted, we can't believe we have to say this, but please don't vape into your Xbox. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I was going to ask you about this. So was the was was the Xbox actually on fire or was no. that a vape thing? So it is, the way that the airflow works is it comes in from the bottom and out the top. So people were just slightly off camera, ripping a, a big uh, hit off their vape pen and just blowing that sick cotton into the bottom of the Xbox and just filming the top, and then it just all filters right through. But, yeah, like, Xbox was like, this is not good for your Xbox. Stop doing this. <laughs> oh, people <laughs> like, are so fucking, dumb. It's been out for a day, and everybody's like, I'm going to vape into it. <laughs> Why does the airflow go from the bottom to the top? Well, hot air rises, and the whole point of airflow is you're trying to dissipate heat from the machine, so it would be counterproductive to blow the heat down, don't you think? I guess it usually just blows uh, it out Wait, back. which one of us is the engineer here? What the fuck? This man of science over here. Um, <laughs> I'm a ding-dong. Why did I have to explain that to you? Well, I didn't know. Like, I'm trying to think of usually, like, usually air goes out the back of a computer, right? Yeah, I mean, generally out the back of a computer. You can you could design it to work differently. My computer pulls air in the front, and then two. Uh, it's got two sets of exhaust fans, a set that goes out the back and a set that actually goes out the top. So technically, it's going out the back and the top. Okay, because hot air rises. Right, I forgot yes. you forgot your super cool and billy roll computer. That's right, six fans. <laughs> Count them. I'm pretty cool, it's true. Uh, yeah, so don't vape into your $600 <laughs> next-gen gaming console. Uh, but, you know, do vape rec- recreationally for fun, if that's your thing, you know? No hate. Hey, no judgment. No judgment on this podcast. Okay, buddy, I think this is a good episode. Like, I think we had a good... We, it's a short one. <laughs> a lot of them are bad, but this one may be good. <laughs> I don't know. It might not be our best, but you know what? I think we're going to have a couple of uh, couple of guests on in a couple of weeks. Like, we'll do whatever, whatever we want, because it's our podcast. We do whatever we want every week. I do what I want. Um... Yeah, if you guys got your PS5, I'm really happy for you. Um, I'm sad. If you guys want to come on the podcast, too, you could reach out to us for sure. Yeah, we'll reach out to you. Don't don't be too bold. <laughs> 9010. That's Hitch. Did you know that, right? 
No, wait, what, did I know what? What's the Hitch, 90, the movie Hitch? The 90-10 rule. I don't recommend. Like, I've seen the movie Hitch, I think, but I don't remember this specifically. Oh, that's just like, anyway. If you've did seen you see Hitch. the Fresh Prince at Bel-Air uh, reunion? I did. I was wondering about that. Did you? Were you a big Fresh Prince guy? Uh, no, I mean, like, I watched reruns or whatever, but, like, I was never, like, super, super into it. It's a good show. A lot of, it's, you know, it's a, one of, it holds up a lot better than some of the other stuff from the time. And uh, in terms of, like, uh, the laughs, like, it's still pretty funny if you watch it now. But, man, that first season, like, Will Smith, <laughs> like, not a good actor. No, he's not. But that episode where his dad's in, oh, man, that's a tearjerker. That's, like, yeah. one of the few network Classic TV. tearjerker. Um, I did watch, oh, I will say this. Here's my Crispy Jam. Uh, great hack. Not great, not really good, but did you watch it? No, I don't know what you're talking about. Great hack is uh, so it's the social dilemma, but it's the next one. It's about the Cambridge Analytica scandal. Oh, those dirtbags. Yeah, no, but like it kind of it's interesting because it it interviews a lot of people from the company and it talks about how like they knew they knew what they were doing. Facebook knew Facebook was involved, but then Zuckerberg goes in front of Congress and I'm kind of spoiling it here, but whatever. You're not gonna watch it. It's historical fact. Yeah. Zuckerberg goes in front of Congress and said, we had no clue that they, what they were doing with their data and stuff. It, it's, it's of the same, yeah, it's of the same ilk as social dilemma, but it's got a bit more, uh, it's a bit more contextual. It's not like, uh, Hey, this is what everybody's doing anyway. Andrew Yang, uh, you know, he was a presidential candidate. He didn't make it that far. Um, he had a lot of interesting ideas. Uh, I wouldn't have voted for him. Uh, I'm a, not that I'm an American citizen, but uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Bernie guy personally. I think Bernie, um, you know, wants people to not die by giving them health care. That's pretty much a win in my opinion. Uh, but Andrew Yang, the one really interesting thing, he had some really cool opinions about tech and, you know, basically he talked about how so many companies make so much money off of your data, which they're taking from you all seconds of every day and you should own that data and that data should somehow benefit you because it's benefiting them. And, you know, I don't hate that Google has my data. I'm not freaked out about it. I'm not a privacy freak. I understand that. Yes, I agreed to use their platform uh, and a lot of their free um, applications. And part of me getting them for free is they're getting my data. But like it then crosses a point where like, well, I said Google could have it, but now Cambridge Analytica is using it to fucking get Nazis elected and, you know, states, state elections and shit. And it's like, well, I didn't agree to any of that. So, you know, data, it's complicated. No, and that's uh, that's one of the points that this, this movie does raise is the fact that, like, data rights should be similar to civil rights in the sense it's like, or data rights should be in the same as property rights in the sense that, like, you own your data. This is because... You know, it's, you can, I think it's like 28 photos or something like that. If you like 28 photos, Facebook can tell everything about, essentially everything about your situation from 28 likes on Instagram or whatever. And like, they use that. These, they could tell your personality from that. Personality is what dictates behavior and behavior dictates elections, essentially. So the one lady in the UK, because it talks about the, the Trump, uh, Trump's 2016 election and then the Brexit campaign. Yeah, both and of how... which were super effective in their yeah. very specific online tar- online targeting for advertisements. Like in uh, for people that are um, on the fence, like uh, persuadables is what they call them. So you can take 
if you if you don't really have an opinion or whatever and you want to get out and encourage them to vote, they can take your person they can take your personality and since you kind of move you in that direction. Like, give us all it, the ones that potentially are easy to push towards racism because we're good at that. And yeah, they like push towards more racists. White nationalists or whatever. That's in that part. Anyway, uh, no, it was good. I think it was worth a watch. Just because, like, I think the biggest thing is, like, being aware of it. Because a lot of people are like, wait, you don't know. Wait, Facebook looks at how long I look at a photo? Yeah, they'll track how long you stay at it, whether you zoom in, everything. So just be aware of that. And just, like, use your critical thinking skills, you know? Not even just specifically political, but now, unfortunately, science, too. With COVID, there's been so much misinformation with COVID. And, like, literally, people are out there talking about how it's a hoax and shit. And it's just, like, use your head. If you're getting a message that that just seems like it's too good to be true, it specifically tells you, oh, everything that you thought were uh, uh, suspicious about is actually all wrong and it's all a big secret and whatever, like... Use your fucking head. That's too good to be true. It's because it's not true. Just use critical thinking skills. Critical thinking is a big thing. We're a critical thinking podcast. That's what we're going to do. Okay, yeah. That's what we are. We're a movie and critical thinking podcast. Okay, buddy. This was fun. Thanks. Thanks for talking to you with me. You know what? This was literally the best part of my last four days, so (laughs) thank you for this, Tuck. (laughs) No problem, buddy. I really hope you get your PS5. All right, and to the tuck and rollers, stay tuned to the Instagram feed. You're going to get a hot pick of that no. uh, PS5 as soon as it comes in. Nobody came in with a name. Yeah, so you're tuck and you're rollers tuck until and rollers. you suggest something else. So, <laughs> And you know what? Maybe we start calling them something worse to encourage them to come up with their own. The tuck and D20 rollers. <laughs> <laughs> That's very specific. <laughs> Okay, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna leave out the D twenty, but it's an implied D twenty. So you are the D twenty rollers, but we're gonna just go D twenty rollers. Or until sorry, tuck and rollers. You, but you know what a, it means. Until you give us a critical hit, or to, until you deliver a saving blow to change that name, right? Saving blow. Saving, Close. Saving throw. Saving but throw. But you got critical hit, right? So you know, like. That's when I roll job. a twenty. That's when I roll a twenty. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, Tucker. I'm gonna go I will stop talk myself to you next in a locker. Week, <laughs> yes, go st- you fucking nerd. <laughs> okay, what are your bye. hockey bros gonna think about this? They're gonna be like, "What's a D20?" Yeah.